Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm fine. I just had a coughing fit. <laughs> you know, it never fails, right? Yeah, I coughed right as you logged in. Of course. Yeah, I tried to make sure that everything was in the correct position so that I don't have to annoy you by touching anything. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so you got the kids haircut. Do you want to start with anything or do you want to just go? I did want to start with one quick thing. Um, we did get an email from one of our listeners. Oh, and that's right. Told, yeah, we got an email a few days ago. Totally made our day. So it totally Jack made our day. Thank you to Jackie for emailing us. Thanks, Jackie. You're we really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> she sent a response email this morning, so we'll have to look oh. at that later. Oh, okay, good. But yeah, so that was always nice to get like an email. Mm -hmm. Anything to hear from any of the listeners is always fun. Support. We all need support, even us. <laughs> we might need more support than others. Who knows? Yeah, no kidding, huh? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. So uh, do you want to talk about what we're talking about today? Yes. I first want to apologize because oh, no. I think at the end <laughs> of the last episode, I'm pretty sure I said the title of the book wrong. I think I said the Orc King, but it's actually her Orc King. So if I said it wrong at the end of the last episode, apologies. Apologies um, to the author. Sorry, yes. Zoe Ashwood. Yes. So today's book is her Orc King, book one in the Black Bear Clan series by Zoe Ashwood. Yes. And you know how we like our orcs, so. Yeah, and it was kind of fun to see how this author wrote about orcs versus Finley Fenn has done them. Or I did that quick one in mm -hmm. that anthology that one time for the monsters in mistletoe. So right. it's always nice to see how the orcs are portrayed. In this book, it starts chapter one, there's no prologue or anything. So chapter one starts, the female main character has been kidnapped, sold at auction, and is currently being transported to the orc territory in the forests of Bellhaven. She is giving her new orc owners a world of grief. Mm -hmm. This is a, this made me chuckle. This quote I highlighted. I promise I won't try to run again. I plead doing my best impression of a meek damsel in distress mm -hmm. or stab you. The older of the two guards, the one with a deeply scarred face called Ozork scowls at me. That's what you said the last time and the time before that. <laughs> 
It turns out that in this caravan where she's traveling with, she isn't the only human that's been purchased at the auction. And there's also a little boy that's with them. And so she asks what their plans are for him. And they actually tell her they plan to return him to his village. Yeah. She's like, great. Are you going to escort me back to my village? And they just start laughing at her. She's like, I can't think of anything else they're going to use a 26-year-old woman for except sex. Thank God, this author, God bless her. She's like, at least I'm not a virgin. And I'm like, yes, finally. That was nice. That was a nice surprise. Mm -hmm. They arrive at the orc's home and she sees the orc king for the first time. And this is his first proclamation. Tonight we will feast. But first, let us see if our new guest might be matched with one of you. So this is a little terrifying because they have the orcs line up in rows, basically on, you know, parallel lines. Mm-hmm. And she has to walk in between all of them as they sniff her. Yes. It's just oh. to go through like a gauntlet. Terrifying. Yeah. And they're like, don't be afraid. And she thinks, well, that's easy for him to say. And I'm like, yeah, it's easy for him to say. I'd be scared to death. Yeah. And then on their journey from the auction to this location, all the orcs that they passed were sniffing her as well. So Mm -hmm. she doesn't know what's going on, but so she asks, what will they do? And somebody responds, nothing, unless one of them is your mate. It is a great honor to become mated. (laughs) She responds, great honor for whom? Right. Which is exactly what I'm thinking. Who says this is an honor? Well, you know, it's always men. So she goes through that uh, parallel lines of the orcs and nothing happens. They all sniff her until she gets at the very end of the row where the king is. Mm -hmm. She gets to the end of the row and says the king's nostrils flare my belly tightens at the fierce expression on his face but not in fear no this isn't the response i'm used to what he lurches forward then stops himself as if the movement was involuntary he inhales deeply through his nose and a loud growl reverberates from his chest mine i highlighted that too it was so good mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, and she's like frozen. She's so terrified. And he just takes her chin and and lifts her face up and says to her, hello, little mate. And I loved that. Me too. It was adorable. He says it through the whole book. Little mate. That's what his nickname for her is. And it was so freaking cute. I liked her response to him because her response to him saying little mate is I draw in an outraged breath, ready to chew him out. Mm -hmm. And I stop because the most delicious scent washes over me. An aroma so inviting and powerful, I sway on my feet. It reminds me of deep forests, washed by spring rains, of crackling fires and safety. I want to wrap myself in it and forget about all my troubles. It's him. The orc king smells like home. I jerk away from him, slapping a hand over my nose and mouth. (laughs) (laughs) poor girl it's so funny because she's like i'm gonna yell at him yeah then she's like oh actually he smells really good and then she's like what the fuck is happening yeah (laughs) the beginning of the book is very funny he yells out well tonight we celebrate i have found my queen and he picks her up and Uh and starts going into these like little hobbit dwellings that's what it reminded me of that go deep into the underground and she's like let me go and he's like i cannot she's yeah. like why would you want to keep me and he said because you're my mate yeah this is all new to her she doesn't 
she doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, so he is actually carrying her to his rooms, <laughs> and she's freaking out the whole time. Um, but he does tell her that he will not force himself on her. I liked this because at one point in this initial interaction, she starts crying because she's really overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. He actually comforts her. And I thought it was a nice change for a character to actually have some real emotions because I think anybody would be overwhelmed and crying at this point. Yeah, I'd have to be sedated. So it was nice to see that she wasn't necessarily rolling with the punches and super strong because she is strong at times, but then at other times she does take those moments to cry it out yeah. and then move on. Yeah. So after he comforts her, they exchange names. Turns out that he is... Gorvor, son of Track, and her name is Dawn. And then he tells her to get cleaned up because they have to go to the feast. She gets pretty pissed off at this point and says she just wants to eat and rest. Mm -hmm. But he says that she has to attend because now they want to celebrate the king finding his mate. It's going to be a big deal for everybody. And not only that, but she has to sit on his lap yeah. the entire time they have the feast. Yes. And he tells her, you will eat and drink and you will not be rude to my people or my guests. And she's afraid because she stinks from being held captive in this at the where the other prisoners were kept until she was purchased. And all she wants to do is clean up. Well, especially since everyone's smelling her all the time. Right. And then some woman knocks on the door. Some, a young orc woman comes in and it's a, it's a woman that had hugged her earlier and she's got an armful of clothing, I guess, in her, because she's got to change. She's a hot, she's basically a hot mess and she's super happy. And the King just, slams the door in her face and he tells Dawn <laughs> that was funny yeah <laughs> he tells Dawn that is my nosy cousin who has been pestering him to find a mate for ages and uh she's like freaking out going wait are more orcs gonna sniff me and he says no you are mine no one else is no one would dare so he's already very possessive of course yeah does clean up a little bit. She doesn't have a great bath, but she cleans up enough. Mm -hmm. She changes. They go to the feast. On their way to the feast, Gorvor explains that she will need a guard at all times, even while they are at the house. They call it the hill. Mm -hmm. Even while she's at the hill, she's going to need guards at all times. Um, she does end up sitting on his lap. And of course, he has a gigantic peen yep. that she keeps feeling the whole time she's there. But wait, there's something I would like to talk about um, before we yes. get to that part. Okay. So they start to go down the hall and she takes his arm because it's very dark and she tells him, I can't really see well in here and they have orcs have good vision and when she takes his arm he turns his face to, at her touch and kisses her palm look at that second book in a row where there's palm kissing <laughs> i laugh so hard i'm like see it's not so weird and different that's funny because i actually made a note at a different chapter when he kisses her palm i didn't even put it in this chapter because i didn't guess catch it in this chapter but i have it later in the book where i was like palm kiss <laughs> oh god well i'm hoping i'm in the right i'm going off of my notes so i again had problems with my notes uh, i don't have a ton of notes on this book because i was reading away and you know it could be because of the way my notes came out they're jarbled together and there's no chapter number so maybe it is from that i don't know but i laughed yeah, he probably does it multiple times, I'm sure. Okay, so go ahead. While they're at the feast, he ends up feeding her. She gets 
a little drunk at the feast Mm -hmm. because they're having wine and a bunch of the orcs are doing toasts and celebration. And when everything's going fine, but then when it gets to this one group of orcs, there's a little bit of tension and she can tell from looking at their clothing that they're a little different because the symbols on their clothing are boars and not bears. Mm -hmm. There's four of them. So four of these. Yeah, there's only four Mm -hmm. of them. So she's kind of like, well... There's some weird tension with these four people and they have different markings. So like kind of keep that in mind and I'll figure that out later. But there's a lot of stuff being thrown her way at this point. They end up returning to their rooms and all she wants to do is go to bed. But he insists that she soak in the hot springs. I would love to have this in my room. She's freaking out because, you know, she's only ever had like cold water and they are on top of a hot spring. So he has like a automatic hot springs tub in his room or pool in his room and she's like oh my god that would feel so good and it's warm and it's not a normal bathtub where they have to carry in the hot water so she's like oh I can just come in here anytime I want and it's always going to be warm and perfect. Mm -hmm. Of course, she gets in the hot springs to wash off, like he said, but he ends up joining her in the pool. Yeah. While they're in there, he does wash her hair for her. And I loved that. I thought that was super sweet. Mm -hmm. But then she asks him to turn around so she can wash her private parts. And he says, no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So instead, what he's doing In the pool, it says, with his hair slicked back and his posture so relaxed, he was the image of sin, and his arm is still moving in sinuous, slow jerks. So he says he's not going to turn around, he's going to watch her the whole time, even though she's covered with the water, Mm -hmm. but he still wants to face her. He asks her how it feels when she touches herself, and she basically says that she doesn't do that. She isn't a virgin, but she does explain that the one time she had sex, it wasn't fun. And then this book takes a turn that I was not expecting. Either. He proceeds (laughs) to talk her through masturbation. Yeah, I've never (laughs) seen that in a book before. I'm like, wait a minute, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. And she's very uh, okay with it. uh, Yeah, she's fine with with it and i guess orc women must have similar anatomy to human women because he knows everything about her and where to do things that she likes i mean i, so, I don't know how i would feel i would probably die be like what of you want me to do what? or what yes she's never done this before he's they've kidnapped her whatever all of a sudden she's like on board for all this I think because there's all the smells that are very comforting. And then when he is giving her earlier, I don't think we mentioned it, but he did give her his word that he wouldn't try to touch her or do anything with her. Mm -hmm. She even says like, it doesn't really make sense, but I actually believe him. And I feel like he's telling the truth. So she's instantly accepting of him and feeling like he's safe, even though this is kind of an unusual situation. And she does have quite a buzz on too. That always helps. I mean, yeah, she is tipsy from that feast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Being a little tipsy makes everything easier. So now at this point, they're both doing things in the pool to themselves. They both climax while they're there and then they go to the bed to sleep yeah and he puts his arms around her and he says sleep well little mate Mm, i know it's very cute so the next morning she goes to get out of the bed but she's distracted of course by his giant peen Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And so they start kissing and then he starts doing things to her. Oh, and he has a knot. And, and yeah, she's like, how, which is this, different. Yeah, how is this ever going to work? And he's like, oh, it'll work. What's yeah. he going to say? It'll never work. <laughs> no man's going to say that. He'll be like, we'll figure it out. Well, he explains that he can have, he's not a virgin either. So he can have sex, but only his mate can take his knot. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of an interesting twist on things i will say that i also thought that he had some really good bedroom talk mm. he does explain to her what the knot is at one point during this interaction she says can i try she asks not wanting to lose my nerve touching you i mean gorvor's mouth opens on a harsh exhale i you are my mate and i am yours that statement fills me with so much vicious satisfaction no one else will do this this hard cock is all for me, and I will learn to bring him as much pleasure as he did to me, because I want him to feel like I do, breathless with want, trembling for a touch. And then she says, show me how. Mm -hmm. And he does. Yes, of course. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. So then they take another bath, and then he says that he has to leave for the day because they have to go on a hunt to get some food. He does leave. It's still morning time. And as soon as he leaves, she gets really overwhelmed and she ends up crying again. Mm -hmm. She does cry a few times in this book. Well, it is a lot to handle. Her life has changed immensely. Yeah, after she cried a couple times, I was like, oh, this might start to really bother me but i think it was pretty well done mm -hmm. and pretty natural mm -hmm. yeah and I, so it didn't bother me too much i did like this part i her, the cousin walks in again she the cousin knocks on the door and walks in her name is mara she finds out and she said she just want i just want to check on you and spend some time with you and show you around the place mara is super sweet. yeah she is and it's a good source of a friend for her dawn to have so that she can get some information about what's happening in the hill yes because a, a lot of stuff is not being answered do go around the hill it's dawn her two guards vark and stagor and mara and while they're doing that dawn is trying to get some answers out of mara dawn at one point asks why the orcs didn't let her go mara responds with you wanted to return the orcs who travel to town are told to make sure the ones they bring here have no ties back to the human lands Mm -hmm. that's not a huge comfort for dawn yeah. but this is how we find out that dawn does not have a family yeah. so even if she did go back to whatever village she came from there'd be nothing waiting for right. her and then i feel like dawn asked some really good questions in this conversation like right away I agree. Um, because she also says what happens if a human isn't mated to anyone i ask as the noise from the great hall reaches my ears are they returned and mara shakes her head no if they don't want to leave no, it says not if they don't want to leave, excuse me. Depending on their age and skill, they take up work where they can. Orcs are good at a lot of things, but not every skill or craft out there. Like sewing, we are mostly horrible at things that require a lot of precision. Mm -hmm. So I guess there are humans there that aren't mated and they are allowed to stay, which was kind of mm -hmm. cool. After they're done walking around a little bit, they go back to Dawn's rooms that she shares with the king. And on the way there, they run into a couple of those boar orcs mm -hmm. and they see them in the hallway kind of loitering outside of the rooms and so they get in trouble by the guards 
and the boar orcs say that they weren't doing anything, but it's obvious that they are doing something because they're not supposed to even be in that hallway to begin with. Yeah, nobody will explain to her what's the deal with these people. Are they the enemy? Or if so, why are they here? She has a lot of questions, but nobody's really telling her anything. But when the guards find the orcs, they're outside the bedroom where the king sleep. They step in front of her and Mara and tell them you you're not supposed to be here get out they're really good about giving her some information right away but then there's some other things that they're very obviously keeping secret from her mm. and this is one of them the whole boar orc situation why are there only four of them what is happening what's the tension why do I need guards in the hill like she has good questions but they're not giving her any answers at this point yeah and I didn't understand once we do find out what the deal is with them why didn't they just tell her yeah i'm not sure about that part either okay so it's still the same day that gorvor went on that hunting trip he comes back but it's late in the evening right away he grabs her and he tells her that he wants to have sex with her and she instantly agrees basically yeah uh-huh. <laughs> they start with her trying to give him a bj he walks her through how to do it and what he'd like then he reciprocates with her for a little bit then they do end up having sex and i honestly at this point have lost track of how many orgasms they've both had because it's a lot this was kind of an interesting ability though he is able to knot her but then once he knots her it doesn't mean that they're done having sexy times yeah he can keep having sex with her even though he's knotted her which was different i don't think i've read that before i yeah i haven't either i was trying to in my mind think of how is that possible what would be happening you know what would physically he be doing so that he's able to move and not pull the knot out and not hurt her slow movements shallow <laughs> movements i don't know <laughs> i i don't know i guess that's their private business um, the next morning they're in bed and they're having a cute discussion about the unique smells that they have as mates. So I guess an orc can smell another human or another orc and they smell their normal smell. But once you find your mate, mm -hmm. only your mate can smell this unique smell. Mm -hmm. So she says to him, this was super sweet. She says to him that he smells like home. Mm -hmm. And then he says she smells like honey cakes and sweet summer flowers. And then he says, every breath I take is a celebration. Yeah, he's very much so way the most tender orc. They have the most tender orc <laughs> conversations of any orc series I've read. And he's so sweet about it that she starts crying again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah happy tears though this time after a little while she does get out of the bed she has to use the restroom and when she comes back he's gone so then she's like well what the hell she's like okay well that's kind of weird that he left and didn't say bye but okay so she gets ready for the day he ends up returning it turns out he went to i guess the nurse mm -hmm. and he got her some salve because her lady bits are a little tender and then he also got her two different tea leaf mixtures one to help quicken a pregnancy mm -hmm. and one to use as a contraception he gives her both of the teas and he's like you know use whichever one you're comfortable with which was kind of nice he's not telling her you have to take this one or you have to take that one he's giving her a choice yeah that is so different from any other book i've read where it's like immediately they want to 
knock their mate up. And I think this was important too, because at this point she hasn't had any choices in anything yeah. for him to let her have this choice was pretty important for her. And he did tell her if I'm remembering correctly that you pick which one you want. He said, of course, I would like you to not block any attempt to get pregnant. I would like you to have my babies basically, but I understand it's your decision. And you know, if you want to wait a while until basically they get to know each other better, then he's fine with that. And I thought, oh boy, this guy's enlightened. He is. He's a very modern orc. Yes, that's a good way to put it. This was funny, though, because she asks him for help applying this salve. Yeah, what the hey? I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing here. Because, of course, he does help her. Mm -hmm. But first he goes down on her and then he applies it. So I'm like, okay, this is a little tricky if this is what you wanted him to do to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> a little manipulative, maybe. But, you know, she could have just said, you know what I'd really like? Because he's apparently open for things. Oh, he's open for all sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, he is. She does ask if she can lick him like he did to her. And then she goes to give him a blowjob. But, and then at this point, she's asking him how to do it. And I'm not really sure why she's asking him because she already did this for him right. a few chapters ago. Yeah. So it's a little bit of an inconsistency, but I didn't hate mm -hmm. it. And they do end up having sex again. Yeah. So that salve must really work. Yeah. It's like instant. Yeah. It's like an instant icy hot for your <laughs> vagine. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, so at this point, a few days have passed and Dawn has been working with Mara. Mara is the steward of the hill and is basically in charge of the books and the day-to-day -day running of the hill. And Dawn is shadowing her because this duty would normally go to the queen, but since they didn't have a queen and Mara is the cousin of the king, she's been doing it. Mm -hmm. Dawn tries to question... Gorvor again about the Boar clan orcs and he deflects all of her questions. Well, he and even so not just deflects, he actually yells at her and it's mm -hmm. the first time and he says, you know, it's your king's orders that should be enough for you to obey and she's like instantly thinks, well, here we go, all that nice facade. This is exactly what I do. One little thing and I'm like, well, it's over. One little, <laughs> one <laughs> <laughs> Everything was great. And then up to this point, his true colors are coming out. I guess I should just pack my bags. She's not even asking horrible questions. Right. She's just like, she says, I don't even know why I must avoid them. Mm -hmm. Then that's when he's like, your king orders should be enough for you to obey. After a while, he does say he's sorry, but he still isn't explaining. So thank God she sees it for the empty apology that it was. Right. And I like the line when she said, and you highlighted it when you said, am I stupid for trusting a man who does not trust? me in turn and i thought that's it that's that's it in a nutshell how can you trust somebody if they're not showing you the same yeah it's true but he does say to her have you told me everything and i guess she hasn't and she feels you know guilty and that's enough i guess for her to forgive him she's stigmatized mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> I have been digmatized yeah. myself, so I get it. It's like, okay, I forgive you. I forgive you. I still don't like it, but I yeah, forgive right. you. This was kind of cool. So she ends up getting her courses, which is the a period, right? This part freaked me out. You think this is cool? Go ahead. No, I would like this in the real world because apparently for orcs, when any of the females have their courses, they're allowed to have bed rest the entire time. Oh, see, I felt 
felt entirely different. I'm like, it's a period. It's not like you're fucking crippled. Get your ass out of bed. Oh, yeah. I was just like, I would like the option to stay in bed the whole time if I wanted to. Oh, okay. So while she's having her courses, I think it was Mara brings her some stuff to help her with it. And it turns out that they have special feminine hygiene products for orcs that she's never seen before as a human. Mm -hmm. It's basically like period panties for orcs. Yeah. <laughs> or Kotex pads. I don't know. It's it's very weird. Yeah, it's like something like that. So she says that they should make more of them and actually sell them in the markets because the human women would love them. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I, I just thought this part was very weird. I'm like, now we're feminine hygiene product salesperson. Well, I think because she feels like useless. She's not doing anything all day. But back then they... In the olden days, they didn't talk about anything, for God's sake. And she's like, I'm going to make Kotex pads and I'm going to sell them in the market. <laughs> and he's like, no. Okay, this part really bothered me because she gets this whole plan together about how she can make more of these things, how she can bring them to the market, how she could try to sell them and help the hill earn money. And she does this whole presentation for Gorvor and he literally is just all no. Yeah, because she finds when she's she looks in the books, right? Did that that part happen yet? Where she looks in Myra's? No, oh, not okay, yet. Then, never mind. I don't think. Well, she is kind of looking through the books, but she's not being really concerned yet as to what's happening with the money situation at the hill. Yeah, but it seems like they may be struggling a little bit because they are buying the. And she's questioning how are they buying these people at the market? Where are they getting the money? I want to help bring money in so that more people can be freed. And so that's another reason she comes up with this business plan. This would be her contribution. Yeah. Oh, so it is actually the same chapter though. Oh, okay. The book situation. Yeah. And I think she's also getting really frustrated because he does say you are not a prisoner mm -hmm. and I am not keeping you here. But then he also won't let her go to the market. There they're literally underground the whole time. He won't let her leave. Like she can't even walk anywhere in the hill without the guards with her. So she's never alone. So she's like, well, I'm not a prisoner, but you're kind of treating right. me like a prisoner. Yeah. So I need some explanation. Yeah. It's like I've traded one cage for another. So she does go over the books with Mara and she does see markings that correspond to the humans that they purchase and the sums that they paid. And it's not making sense to her, her at all, the amount that they're paying for the humans and where they're getting this money from. The books aren't balancing. Of course, pretty yeah. much, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mara won't tell her anything, though, of course. So Dawn storms off to find Gorvor and ask him herself. I did like this part because now she's really questioning everything. She says, I've been enjoying it so much, glowing under his attention and care. Now I have to face the possibility that he's doing something nefarious and wrong to obtain the human slaves. Maybe he sells them on. Mm. So she's trying to really think like, oh God, I hope this isn't happening, but I have to question him about well, it. Well, if you're like me and you have a good imagination, if I, I know if I don't have an answer, I can certainly make up my own answers and they can be as far and left field as possible. But nobody's telling her anything. So she's left to her own devices to kind of figure out what's going on. And, you know, she's thinking the worst. Well, in this explanation that she's come up with actually isn't that far-fetched because what else would they be doing they said themselves that not all the humans they purchase stay mm -hmm. so she knows that they're not all there so even though they say they're returning them to the village like that little boy mm -hmm. 
now she's like, oh shit, well maybe they're not sending them back to the village. Maybe they're actually selling them again. Mm -hmm. She does try to question him. This was funny. And he pounces on her because of course he's like, oh, you're here to see me for sexy time. Mm -hmm. So he starts messing around with her. She does stop him and question him. And of course he gets pissed off and he says, you think I'm no better than a slave trader? And then she says, no, I mean, I don't know. And she says... I push his hands away and cover myself with my skirts. My throat closes up, but I need to get this out. It's just that no one tells me anything. So I'm left to draw my own conclusions and they're not good. And he responds, what we do is none of your concern. You haven't been here long enough to know how it was before. What we've had to do to protect our people. Yeah, I'd be so so hurt. Yeah, she gets really upset. I was upset for Uh her. And then she thinks, I've lost myself here. Lost the will to escape, to free myself. Because someone, this orc, showed me kindness. For the first time in my life, someone treated me well. And I mistook that for deeper feelings, for respect how wrong i Mm -hmm. was so she goes back to the room and cries again yeah i would cry too at this point (laughs) oh poor baby girl (laughs) i'll be like the fuck yeah okay so now at this point dawn starts working in the kitchens and avoiding gorvor Mm -hmm. she's doing this for a few days and it says on the third day i seek out mara who looks like she hasn't had much sleep lately and ask what the wages are for a kitchen maid the sum she gives me is fair if small and i calculate it will take me years to pay off the hundred gold marks that the orcs paid for me at the auction still if i work two shifts a day i can have the time easily and be out of here soon after that's so sad mary I know. Mara's eyes water when I ask her to keep a tally of my earnings. Mara responds, you don't have to pay anything back. That's not how it works. And then Dawn stares at her. Then how does it work? You do all of this of the goodness of your hearts? She presses her hand to her mouth and shakes her head, but does say doesn't say anything. Right, I say. Not your place. Just keep that running total for me, please. Poor Dawn. I know. Poor Dawn. Poor my Mara. But I didn't feel bad for her. You didn't? Well, you know, her first <laughs> no, loyalty really. to the king. She can't. But I thought this next part with Gorvor is sweet. What does he do? So I, I'm sure the cousin told him what happened. And when she goes back to the room, so they have not been speaking to each other. They're giving each other the silent treatment. And when she walks in the room, he's there waiting for her. And he hands her a small box full of coins. And he tells her it's a wedding gift. She's like, I don't, you know, what are you doing giving me a wedding gift? And he then asks her to give it to him, give it back to him. And she does. And then he says to her, that now you don't owe me anything and there never was a debt. But if this makes you feel better, I'm giving you your this dowry for your wedding gift and what you do with it. If you want to pay me back, you've paid me back. Can we start over? This was sweet. And I do like that this makes her feel a little bit better, but it doesn't make her feel completely at ease. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a good, as my therapist would have said <laughs> when we had couples counseling, mm. this is a good repair attempt. Oh, He has given her a gift. He's trying to explain a little bit. He's making the first move to make things a little bit better. It's a a good first step, but it's not bridging the gap that they need completely taken care of. This is when I have palm kiss noted. Maybe this is why my notes must have been wrong. Because I I think Um, it only happened once. Go ahead. It's the next morning. 
at some point he kisses her palm. They take a bath and then he takes her somewhere because he wants to show her a secret. It turns out there is a room in the hill that has a window that can get some light. And it used to be his mother's room. He is giving her this gift of the room so that she can have fresh air and sunshine. This was hilarious to me because at one point she gets mad at him for keeping her under the hill. And she says, I am not a mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's trying to tell him it's not healthy. It's not healthy for humans. Oh. We need light and air and sunlight. Yeah, she needs vitamin D, and it's not D as in dick. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Humans are basically higher maintenance plants. Mm -hmm. Yes. So he does finally explain some stuff. He says that his mother was also unhappy to be underground, and she was a human as well. And she's shocked to find out that he's well. I was shocked. Half Orc. How could he be yeah. half human? So then he explains to her that that's how it works with orcs and humans. They don't have as many children as humans, but when they do, all the children they have are orc children. Well, that's convenient. So those are some pretty strong genetics. Yeah, so that's very convenient. He also confesses more secrets, and he says that his father is actually the king of the boar clan. One of the males that are the four boar clan orcs that are there is Sharon and is his younger brother. She says by the same mother and he says well of course because only mates can produce offspring. Mm. Yeah I was shocked to find out that, that those people that guy is his brother. I'm like what? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it turns out that Gorvor is technically the heir to the Boar clan territory, but he doesn't want anything to do with it. He's very happy where he is right now and the bear clan territory and the boar clan territory is separated by this strip of human territory mm -hmm. he's like i'm perfectly content where i am we're gonna do us you do you and let's leave it that way but his brother is there kind of to do a little bit of recon make sure that he's really not going to try to come back and take over the boar clan orcs those sorts of things father's apparently ill and dying i guess and his brother is going to take over the Boar clan and he wants to make really sure that Gorber isn't going to come back and say, oh, I want, I want to be the leader of this clan. And he's like, I don't. This whole chapter is about secret revealing because he also shows her <laughs> this area in the hill and explains where they get the money from to buy all of the humans at the market. Mm -hmm. He takes her to this one area and shows her it's like gold, right? They're mining for it's gold. It's veins of gold going through their property. And he says, we've been digging it up for years. There's no sign that we're depleting the source we've barely made a dent and we only dig up as much as we need because there are things more important than gold in this hill mm -hmm. and she says you mean your clan and he says they left the only life they knew to follow me here i have to think of them first so they just got really lucky when they left their old territory to come to form the new bear clan on this hill mm -hmm. that there was all this gold up in those hills yeah and he knows if his father <laughs> finds out about the gold veins that he will annihilate all those humans with his army to get to the 
gold vein and take over that territory too. So they have to be really, really secretive about it. Mm -hmm. That's why they're not purchasing every slave at the auction. And that's why the books are they're doctored. They're not flashing their riches. Yeah, all the things. At this point, everything's a little bit better for everyone. They're, I think, having lunch or something. And a scout comes up and says that there, are a, there is a herd of mountain sheep grazing nearby. So Gorvor goes off with some of the hunters to try to get these mountain sheep because this will be a good haul for them. Yeah, and Dawn convinces him to ask his brother to go with him that it will give them an opportunity to mend their relationship. And so he does. And his brother's like, oh yeah, I'll go with you. Not all of the Boar clans go, but the brother definitely goes with mm -hmm. him. While they're gone, Dawn returns to those queen's quarters and she finds that the room has been destroyed and there's a flood in there. And she thinks that she left one of the windows open and that the rain got in. So she wants to clean it up. One of her guards, Stagor, leaves so he can go get some more oil for the lamps that have, I think, been knocked over. Because she's going to be in there for a while to clean it up. But while he's gone... Vark, her other guard, hears some people in the hallways, and he can tell from hearing them that it's more than just one person. It's definitely not Stagor. Mm -hmm. So he, Vark does tell her to lock herself in her rooms and to not come out at all, no matter what she hears. Does hear Vark fighting with someone, or not someone, several someones mm -hmm. on the other side of the door. Yeah, She does eventually open the door. And agreed to go with the bad guy who's demanding that she comes out. But first she says she has to bandage up Vark because he's very seriously wounded. So she does go with this one orc. It is a boar clan orc. Mm -hmm. They leave the hill through the sewers. Which was gross. That, I know, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> the captor takes her to meet up with Sharon, who is Gorvor's brother. Sharon isn't happy to see her or this guy, and he's very obviously from the jump, like, what the fuck is happening yeah. here? And why is she with you? Like, what did you do? Right. He barely has a chance to be like, what did you do when the arrows start flying? Mm. And fly they do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Of course, Gorvor is there with his crew. They rescue Dawn pretty quickly. He does keep his brother Sharon alive as a prisoner. Yeah, because they're not sure whether he was in on it or not. I don't think he was, but... Okay. They don't think that he is, but, you know, just in case. They can't really just let him walk around in the hill anymore, so they gotta do something with him. Mm -hmm. So that's the end of the book, and then we have an epilogue, which picks up two months later. This epilogue was so funny to me. So they're having another feast. Mm -hmm. Dawn is pregnant at this point, but she hasn't told him yet. Mm -hmm. um, while they're at the feast, the feast is like a harvest feast. So it's all about fertility and all these things. So it's basically a feast at this point is code for orgy yeah. because <laughs> all the orcs start having sex with one another they even have sex with each other on like the throne mm -hmm. kind of in view of other people but like their bits are covered up so people can't see it it's funny because after their or i think it's it during their sexy times he says i knew you would like it his expression smug my mate has come to enjoy the orc ways and she says i had a wonderful teacher mm -hmm. the best <laughs> Mm -hmm. And that's how the book ends. Yep. So, so 
Do you want me to yes, go first or you want to go you first? you to go first, please. I really liked this book. How cute. I liked them together. It was just enough tension, just enough of the other orcs. There were a couple similarities to this book and Finley Fenn's book. Like she's got Orc Mountain. These people have a hill. Oh, yeah. Those orcs are into doing things in public. In this book, they're into doing that also. <laughs> Wait. Are you like you're shuffling all your papers around right now? I dropped them. So yeah, I, I'm done. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I like honestly didn't have any complaints about this book. I thought it was really good. So what do you rate it? So I would give this five wet panties. Would you really? Oh yeah. Oh, well. What what did you rate it? I when this book first started, I thought and it was hilarious in the beginning. I'm like, this book's going to be great. It's, I can't wait. That's why I said, I don't know how many notes I'm going to be able to take because I'm just was reading, reading, reading. Mm -hmm. I kind of did get a little turned off by the feminine hygiene thing. I'm like, I don't want to go there with this, but okay. I thought it was cute and it was different. I did like the fact that they're able to have good, intelligent conversation with each other, which is a first in orc books for me. <laughs> yeah. But I would probably just give it three pan wet panties. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I really liked this book and I actually read the other two Get books the in this series already. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. The next book is Her Orc Guardian, and the book after that is Her Orc Warrior. Yeah, I read all of them. She's got another book coming out in a few weeks. I'm sure I'll read that too. And you like them? Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I may have to add that to my list of where did I put my glasses? I can't read my notes with my glasses on, so I took them off and now I can't see anything. Um <laughs> now you can't yeah, find them. Now I'm gonna have to put that on my list of things to check into later. I thought they were really good. I dare I say I actually like this series more than I like the Orcs Worn series by Finley Fenn. Wow. <laughs> You're just trying to get on Trev's good side. No, not at You're all. You're crazy. Just... You are out of your mind. <laughs> you are out of your mind. Okay. You're yeah. basically saying that these books at five panties are as good as Sarah Moss's books. Do you know that? Yeah. And do you feel I mean, that? Do you think that? I mean, I wouldn't really give those books wet five wet panties. I think they're good for different reasons. Well, yes, but I mean... Those books are amazing. I don't know. I have a bar and it's like, I have to, in my mind, ask myself, how does it compare to some other books that I've read? And, you know, I, a lot of times it's like, no, it's not as good as some other books I've read. So I can't give it the same reading. Okay. But that's me. Yeah. I mean, I think when a book hooks me so much that I'm instantly reading the other two in the series, yes. then I can't say, and I have no complaints about it. I can't say it was only four stars because why is it just good at four stars when it was obviously great and good enough to get me to read everything else? So what's the other books? Who are they about? Who's the character in it? Uh, the guards. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when I finished that book, of course, I went back to... T.S. Joyce. Let me guess. Yeah. T.S. Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> so I finished the alligator shifter series that she had, and I started a new series of hers that has to do with lepers and panthers. It's called the Red Havoc 
series and the first book i read was called red havoc rogue which was really good mm -hmm. and then the second book i'm reading right now is red havoc rebel okay. and she pulls in some characters from some of her other books you know they cross over to this series and i just love hearing about those characters again and going, yeah, I miss them. They were great. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That is nice. They all kind of come back at some right. point. That's all I've been reading. Okay. I read those other two from the series. I'm currently reading a book called Blood Song by Holly Manns. I really like her book. What's that about? And this is, I barely started oh, okay. it. I think I, I think I'm still on chapter one. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I'm not I, I'm not really sure what it's about. I did not want to read the blurb on this yeah. book because I didn't want to know anything about it going into mm -hmm. it. Um, but it is book three in a series that I like. But this book is about a different couple. Okay. I don't really know what's going to happen in it. I'm just kind of excited to read it because it came out recently and there's something else coming out soon i can't remember that i'm excited for i gotta remember what it is i'm super excited because jr ward's lassiter book is coming out in the uh black dagger brotherhood series and lassiter mm -hmm. i freaking love him and the cover of the book she revealed the cover of the book is beautiful and She's going to do, I believe she's going to do a virtual signing, which I have one of her books that I got from that. I think if I got to get this book because it's the cover is amazing. I'm excited for two books, actually. I think this book comes out on Sunday or Monday. It's uh, Jet by Anna Fury. It's a completely different series than the one that we did. We did a book by Anna Fury for the podcast that we weren't like huge fans of, but I do like this other series of hers. So that book comes out, but then I'm really, really excited for this book. Number two in a series, the kingdom of crows by Olivia Wildenstein. This book comes out on January 29th, I believe house of pounding hearts. I have that pre-ordered. I don't normally pre-order books to be honest. I usually just wait for them to come out so I could KU them. Mm -hmm. This one I actually was like, pre-order i don't care it's five dollars done and the first book was <laughs> called kingdom of crows that's the series oh. the first book is house of beating wings oh i have that downloaded on my kindle to read oh it's really good oh, okay i'm gonna have to So maybe just wait a week or two because then you'll be able to read both books in a row okay that's all we got going on right now um now we can make a big announcement yes a really big announcement people pay attention Go ahead, drum roll. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, this is not the big announcement, but this ties into the announcement. The next book we're doing is Our Tech by Honey Phillips. It is book one in the series Seven Brides for Seven Alien Brothers. Now, the big announcement for that is that we are actually going to have a special guest yes. on that episode to talk about Our Tech the book with us. We're both very excited. Yes. This is our first time having a guest on the podcast. I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. So our guest is going to be Trev from Instagram's Trev's Spicy Reads. She is also an admin for the Facebook group, The Smutty Book Realm. She's going to come on the episode to talk about that book with us. 
She has a podcast that she's going to be doing. Mm -hmm. She's going to give us some info on that. And she's also going to talk to us about the Reader's Retreat that's happening in Scotland in October. Yes. And we connected to her with her. Wasn't she the one when I was saying I was wondering if prostitution is illegal in Scotland? (laughs) Oh, my God. Maybe. That she emailed us and said to you and said, please tell your mother that, yes, it is illegal. (laughs) And somehow we just connected with her and we have a great, we've developed a friendship and, you know, she's like my other daughter across the pond. Yes. So when we go to the reader's retreat later this year, if I return to America without my mother and she ends up staying in Scotland, it is because she is now living with Trev. Yes. But if you get a big wooden box delivered to your house one day with a couple of air holes in it, from Scotland. It's you. Yeah, being guess who back. it is? <laughs> <laughs> Should be a Rachel take her uh, back. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I'm very excited. We did our I'm excited we too. We did our test microphone thing to make sure we could even connect to the three of us and it worked and it was it's still mind-blowing to me that we're talking to someone overseas technology <clears throat> man yeah <laughs> even that some but it's not just that it's like like we were saying how we got that email from the listener oh, earlier right. in the episode yeah we only are really friends with trev because she reached out to us and started responding to us about things so it's very exciting yeah because we still think who the hell's listening to us are people actually listening to us Apparently people are, which is awesome. Yeah, super exciting. Yeah, so I got to start reading that book. That book's not very long, actually. I think it's only about 150 pages long. So that's good. Oh, that's fine. Because I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot of things in that episode. That episode's probably going to be three hours long. Oh, dear God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to have to make sure that my throat lozenges are by by my computer. I did that garden spiel, and you and I... Who was I talking to? Oh, no, I went to the... Okay, so I went to the crocheting for charity group I'm in and talked a lot then. And then I think I did talk to you. I'm not used to talking anymore because I'm retired. I used to talk all day long to people. My throat gets Mm -hmm. sore really easy. And I had to go on Thursday. I was the guest speaker at our garden club, which was why I volunteered to do that. I don't know, but I... I did. (laughs) My throat hurt so bad. And I forgot to put my throat lozenges in my purse when I went. So I had like water and iced tea and all this stuff, but it was fine. It went all, it went good and had a lot of questions and a lot of people were interested. And what I had to say, which was again, shocking because, you know, they introduced me as this expert (laughs) in bearded irises. And I got there, I said, I am not an expert in anything. I have a f- <laughs> I have a finite amount of knowledge that I'm willing to share with you. Um, but I please do not think of me as an expert in anything. But it, you know, it went good. It was nerve-wracking to begin with. But yeah, after a little while, I just went right back into the routine of chatting people up. Yes, you're good at that. Apparently so. Now, if I could just learn when to yeah. shut up, that would be even better. <laughs> Hence our episode with Trev being three hours Well, long. I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to be careful. <laughs> I told you once I went to, with a couple of my friends, I went to see Barb for the weekend. We went to Hillsboro and we're walking around Hillsboro. And Barb at one point came up to me and said, do you have to talk to everybody that has a dog? <laughs> yes, you and do. And I'm like, actually, I'm not that bad anymore. <laughs> but I was like, I can't help it. I have really bad impulse control 
apparently no amount of therapy <laughs> and, and medication will will touch that problem I have. But that's hilarious. Hmm. Yeah, that is it. That's all we got for this episode. Tune in next time. Very excited yeah. to talk about that book. We'll be missing out. And to talk with Trev and have a guest. I'm so excited. I am too, you guys. So yeah. All right. We'll enjoy the rest of your weekend. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you at some darn point. Darn right you will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, babe. Take care. All right. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Thank you.